What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 30 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by the voice of the people, Geo. The people. Here I am. What's going on, bud? What's up, man? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there in the U.S. listening. Yes. Uh, you're actually listening to this on Black Friday. Hope that it's not too crazy for you, but here we right. are. Just relax. Most of the people are doing shopping online anyways nowadays, right? You know, the great thing is, though, that you may be listening to this while you're standing in line. It may be 2 o'clock in the morning, and you've got us mm-hmm. here with you. Okay? Don't get into any crazy mess, all right? No. Everybody no, have not fun. Working. Everybody have fun. If this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, this is the official podcast from the website switchrpg.com that brings you all the exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform, as well as other platforms. This week, we are talking about holiday deals. We're talking about... Mm-hmm. Fantasy Star and what is that? Oh, well, you may have answered the question. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to set off on a holiday side quest. Nice. Possibly. Let's jump right into the news. Remember last week when we talked about news sometimes is a little light? Well, this is one of those weeks. First up, uh, from NintendoLife.com, we've got that uh, Nippon Nippon Ichi. Nippon Ichi, is that right? Is that correct? Uh, so- they right. have revealed a game called Destiny Connect, which is a <clears throat> brand new original RPG for PS4 and Switch. Um, is uh, with a is releasing um, in Japan. It does not say when February of 2019 okay that's the the japanese release date now the game um was announced in famitsu magazine i believe it was last week and we got some early details um it's set in a town called clockney and a disaster occurs uh which obviously unfolds into the incident that we have to fix uh, the game will take players, and once again, this is from Nintendo Live. A uh, game will take players on an adventure starring a girl named Sherry, a boy named uh, Pegrio, and a robot named Isaac. And then there's some screenshots of the game that gives me some Kingdom Hearts uh, vibes. I was I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah, the UI looks very Kingdom Hearts-ish, and the, the art direction does too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, go seriously. Go look up uh, Nintendo Life. Uh, look up Destiny Connect, and you cannot tell me that these screens don't look like uh, Kingdom Hearts. Um, specifically, there's one with like a brown, like brown tan town, and that is that town at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Two, and I can't remember the name of it. What's the name of that town? 
It's not Destiny Dude, Island. You're, you're that's the, that's the original. I can't remember the name of the town. It's going to bug me the rest of the time. But anyway, Fair Kingdom Hearts. Is, so, but that uh, we're we're uh, we're a little ways off. That's February for Japan. So there's nothing set in stone for a U.S. release yet. But wanted to let you know about it to keep your eyes open in case it comes over here. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like it definitely looks like Kingdom Hearts and. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if that's a good thing, because even now, the Kingdom Hearts that's ready to come out looks dated, and this already looks kind of dated to me. Here's the thing. I think that Kingdom Hearts is in a really weird gray spot when it comes to its art direction, because it always sort of, it was sort of on the edge of wanting to look realistic with this with this graphics and and so i feel like that really is what dates it like when kingdom hearts 3 those trailers at e3 were showing this is it just i was like ah that looks very old to me like not even ps3 level honestly and i was gonna say playstation 2 and i and i honestly think it's because the art direction isn't realistic enough to be actually looking realistic it looks kind of you know um it's, it looks kind of cartoony but it's not yeah. cartoony enough to be sort of that timeless you know like breath of the wild or um some of the level five games like um uh this guy this guy i was thinking of five? um uh god um the one with the kingdom building the uh the 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 first one. I'm letting you struggle. Oh man, it just it just left me. You know how just words will leave you. Anyway, I played it earlier this year. The one with the oh, little king. It had king building. It was the second game in the series. <sighs> what? It's, it's failing you, man. It's failing. The you. first one was a Studio Ghibli game. Uh huh. What was that called? I don't know. If somebody's watching live, why don't, why don't you guys talk about Nino Kuni? Yes, Nino Kuni. Yes, Jeez. yes. There we go. I was like <laughs> thinking like Kingdom something. I, I, Kingdom Hearts is on the best problem. But anyway, yeah. So it doesn't have like that cell shaded, like s- leaning into the cartooniness. And so I think you're totally right. right in that Kingdom Hearts looks outdated even before it comes out. And so, yeah. I mean that that could be that could be an issue for this. Yeah, the FMV the like the the sequences, the movie sequences or what cutscenes or whatever, they look phenomenal. It's just when they get into actual gameplay, it's just like, ugh, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, maybe but I'm sure it'll sell really well. Maybe this Destiny Connect game, maybe it is, oh, it is a little bit more cartoony. I'm looking at you know the the actual models. And they're not, you know, the, like proportions are, are kind of wonky. So that, that, that to me tells me that it, like it does have sort of a, uh, an art style that that's sort of looking for something not really realistic anyway. So maybe that's right. a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So let's keep on the game announcements uh, path here from Siliconera. Uh, we had a press <laughs> release uh, that announced that a game called Super Robot Wars T was announced for PS4 and Switch. 
Uh, this is announced for Japan. Once again, this isn't a game that necessarily has a solid release date for the West, but I wanted to include it so that it's in your minds whenever it might be released. This is another 2019 Japan release. Uh, so apparently this is a uh, a sort of long-running series, Super Robot Wars. Not something that's been on my radar, uh, but okay. it, it appears to me to be a mashup game where you have characters or 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 um you know uh, content from other series all coming together and uh this particular entry has included stuff from cowboy bebop and magic knight ray earth so if that's like your thing there's a trailer from siliconera so you can check it's got a lot of uh seems like it has a lot of mech yeah. kind of inspiration like uh from xenoblade chronicles x uh type of deal yeah and there is a long list of series that ha- have included uh content for for this game like i said it looks like a, a matchup um and it's not something that i've played before but yeah geo you're right no, it is yeah, kind of mechy robot wars <laughs> it's kind of yeah. the titles on the nose so Keep that in mind. All right. Keeping it going. Crunchyroll has a new Switch RPG that is called Ninja Box. This is coming from Bandai Namco. Um, yep. And it, uh, there's not a lot of info, but it, uh, f- according to Crunchyroll, it is all about building secret bases you're gathering materials to build spaces um to quote chill in construct traps and create massive forts along with fifth grader hiroto and it's a festive ninja known as uh tankachi so so almost original fortnighty uh, kind of is what is what i'm getting yeah, from i mean this. I- this is definitely what Fortnite was going to be until it changed into kind of what it is now. Mm-hmm. Fortnite was definitely going; it was definitely fight off the hordes, kind of wave, you know, wave after wave, build your forts, and then Fortnite just spawned into this this giant thing. Took kind of took uh, inspiration from Fortnite as well, um, but that that's what Fortnite. This is what Fortnite was going to be. This this uh, base building type of game. I'd like to know, and and again, there really isn't much information. I'd like to know what RPG elements or RPG factors are are in this. Um, again, the trailer really doesn't show too much. It's kind of like a CG kind of kind of trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not showing too much. So. I'm just not sure what you could do uh, RPG wise. Well, in, in this, well, but. you have Dragon Quest builders that that managed <clears throat> to have, you know, levels and stats and and things like that. I know yeah. it pulled a lot from that series, but um, yeah, I mean, perhaps you're doing that. Like if you, uh, I mean, if you take Fortnite, the original, um, now you don't necessarily have statistics. But mm-hmm. you did have a level up system and upgrade system, so perhaps it is a type of deal where you're you're base defending, gathering levels, and you're upgrading your defenses. Okay. But maybe there is a, a a character upgrade system as well, which would to me make it a little bit more RPG like. Um, so right. 
We will see. Yeah, maybe it will. I, I, I totally forgot about Dragon Quest Builders, so maybe it'll be kind of a blend between that and like your your uh, base building type of game. Yeah, because Builders, and I didn't play a whole lot of it, but Builders was a little bit more Minecrafty, right? Where it, yeah, the focus yeah. was on was on the building. Uh, right. So if you if you could sort of have an RPG that was a little bit more on resource gathering and base building and defending. Mm. Cause it says secret bases. I don't really know why they kept saying secret bases. So I don't know if that's maybe they're just trying to play on words. Cause it's a fifth grader. Again, that's my only, <laughs> I don't know. It does. It does look like a, um, yeah, you know, I don't want to say a kid's game because that sounds derogatory. And I don't mean it to be, but it it does seem to be a little bit more playful, if you will. You know, right, right. So, anyway, but it is from Bandai Namco, so be interested to see what it brings. And, to the and they're great supporters of the of the Switch, oh, yeah. so that's nice to see. Um. All right. Uh. Nit. Uh, niche gamer. Sorry. nichegamer.com uh, some information on the port for Crashlands, uh, another game that I'm not too, too familiar with, uh, but it's apparently another crafting RPG. Um, yep. So speaking of the crafting, um, uh, the info that we have here, as well as the Switch launch trailer, um, is that the Switch port will be getting Couch Co-op, which I think... I have two minds on this. Number one, I think that's good. I think that the Switch obviously lends itself toward couch co-op in all kinds of games. So I think that's good. Now, the other side of this is how a lot of people, um, how a lot of people uh, include couch co-op. I don't think all the time knocks it out of the park. Um, because sometimes, uh, sometimes, and have you run into this? Like the second player is sort of just like, and eh, just kind of like gathering things on the screen while the, the right. first player is actually like playing the game and you're kind of just like a support I know what you mean. though. The description for this, and I'm going <laughs> to read it here kind of makes me worried that that's what this is. Uh, because it says, that the second player uh, can join as a robot companion called Juicebox, uh, and the yeah, support like drone can help harvest resources, provide additional firepower, heal and shield the main player, and use a variety of special attacks. So that's not couch co-op. Yeah, that it, it, to me the description feels like drop in, and it kind of gives you something to do while the other player right. is actually playing. Mario Odyssey is a good example okay. of of bad couch co-op, to be honest with you, where the second player controls the hat or vice versa, either Mario or the hat. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's boring. Mm-hmm. It really is. You're not really you're not really playing the game as it's meant to be played, to be honest. Um and I've mentioned this in the past, well, Fable 2 had had done this as well. And again, this was the early stages of the PlayStation Network. Um, but in Fable 2, the second player was just an orb around the screen. So you didn't, you never saw a, a playable character in that as well. Um, I think, you know, uh, going back to a game I'm playing right now, Diablo, it's drop in, drop out. You're actually playing with the other player. It runs it runs perfect. I, I'm just not sure why these, these people aren't doing that. I mean, uh, who wants to just be... 
a, a metal juice box running around on a screen in Crashlands. No, you want to be able to right. play, collect your own resources, and 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 bring them home, bring them with you. And it just doesn't seem like that's what that is. Although, I mean, Crashlands, I did play very little of it uh, on Steam Early Access, and it was fun. It really was fun. So I'm actually I'm happy to see that it's coming to the Switch. It's just that that's not couch co-op that really that's so disappointing for, for me I, i'm honestly a little worried and maybe maybe i maybe i'm being uh, overreacting here i'm a little worried that 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 term couch co-op that's kind of what that's going to divulge into you know is the sort of uh throwaway second controller you know and it shouldn't be couch co-op originally i mean you're playing super mario brothers that's couch co-op i mean not technically at the same time, but I mean, you're no, but each you, individual. You get, you get, you both get a shot at playing the full experience of the game, right? And there are other, um, other Mario games. Again, I keep going back to Mario. There are other games that just do it right, and and this is to me that's this is the cheap way out. It really is to me. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I don't like it. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here. That was sort of mainly all of the the, the news news, um, but since this is well, po- Pokemon's came out, right? It did. Did it Pokemon did. come out when it, it we're on last? It when did it actually come out? Was it over? Was it Friday or was it? This shows how much you care about Pokemon. It's it's Pokemon. It's terrible. Uh, is the Pokemon? Do you have it? Have you played it? No. Okay. There we go. All right. All right. <laughs> there, there we is, go. Here's the situation. Go. I'm in a tough situation. He's over okay? here throwing Pokeballs and. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Okay. I have it. I do have okay. it. Okay. But it's for my son for for Christmas. I already bought it. Okay. okay so if he's so... watching the live stream right now. On no, his phone, my son is in bed. On his tablet. <laughs> my son is five in bed. He better be in bed at this time. And um, so, unfortunately, I, I guess I could open the package and just kind of just play it. Now, wait. So, yeah, right. like it's a cartridge, I'm right? I'm doing it. Yeah. Dude, all you've got to do oh, is take the cartridge out, <laughs> still wrap the box. When he opens yep. it, he's like, oh, all right, cool. And as soon as he opens the box, you're like, Son, I've already got it preloaded on your machine. I I've done that for him. I think it was last Christmas. There were a few games that I have I've updated and preloaded on, onto his uh, Switch because he has his own. Because otherwise, I'd never right, see yeah. mine. Um, I guess I could. I, I just sell solved it that, that way. for you. Okay, fine. I'll be playing tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Solving problems at the Switch RPG podcast. That's right. Anyway, that's right. we are switching gears because uh, if you're in the U.S., <laughs> this is a bit of a special time because you get to eat your turkey, but then you also, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we've decided that the day after Thanksgiving is when all of the sales go on. You know, uh, we got Black Friday, but then also next week we got a, a bunch of um, online shopping sales times. Yeah, well, the reason for that is obviously that's the kickoff to Christmas and the shopping and all that stuff. Yeah, so that is the time (coughs) that if you're interested in Nintendo, uh, keep your eyes out because... um, There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. We're going to cover a little bit here. Um, And uh, this is coming from... This is a roundup coming from Variety. 
And uh, as they state, and this is very true, Nintendo doesn't often drop prices of consoles. That's their opening mm-hmm. line. It's so true. So when they do pay attention, get on it. Okay. So we kind of knew that this was coming. There's probably, there's, there was going to be some bun- bundles and, and, and price drops and stuff. So here we go. On the hardware side of things, there is a Mario Kart 8 Nintendo Switch bundle for $299 USD uh, from Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, Target, and Walmart. There is a Nintendo 2DS Super Mario Maker for the Nintendo 3DS bundle for $79.99 from Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, Target, and Walmart. $80. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, we got a Nintendo Switch Mario Kart 8 bundle with a $50 Game Start, a GameStop gift card, obviously from GameStop. That started uh, while you're listening to the, If you're listening to this live, that starts November 22nd at 3 p.m. I'm assuming that's Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so if so you're li- 250 bucks for a brand new Switch. Essentially, right. if you want to think about it like that, yes. That's how I think about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. you're getting But you can only spend that $50 at game in the store yeah yeah Yeah. whatever uh we've got get yourself a good game nintendo switch turtle beach headset carrying case and a 90 dollars kohl's cash for a sale price of 330 330 dollars obviously at kohl's i didn't even know kohl's Mm -hmm. carried systems i don't even think mine does in in my town uh mine Mine does, yes. Now, this is the first one that explicitly says that uh, it has an online component as well. That starts on Monday mm-hmm. at Kohl's.com, and it does start in-store on November 22nd. Cool. All right, so peripherals. We've got the Switch Pro Controller for fifty nine ninety nine from Amazon and Walmart. What is that normally? Is that normally sixty nine ninety nine? I thought it was fifty nine ninety nine. I I could be. I'm obviously wrong. It may. Um, it may but. be seventy dollars. I know it's an okay. ungodly price for a controller. It seems yeah. to me, at least. Um. All right. Mm-hmm. We got the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller Splatoon Two Edition for eighty wow. ninety five at Walmart. I so wish it was the Xenoblade. Yeah. One. Yeah. But it's too late for uh, that. Nintendo Switch Neon Pink and <laughs> Green. Or red and blue Joy Cons for sixty nine dollars at Walmart. I think that's about ten bucks off. Okay, wired Pro controllers and carrying cases are twenty percent off at Target. The please don't get wired controllers, guys. <laughs> don't do it. It defeats the purpose of the of the entire system, right? Right. Yeah. Just just guys, if you can just save your monies, trust me. Don't get a look. Controller. You know, don't listen to Geo. If you want to feel like you're playing a game in 1995, then go all out. Get those wired controllers. Sit close to the TV. Kill your eyesight. Sit <laughs> uncomfortably cross-legged on the floor and do what yep. you want. All right. Fine. Power fine. A Switch you- Joy-Con charging dock for 17.29 at Amazon and Walmart. All right, now we got the games. Uh, we might have some carryover because I'm going to cover sales later, but I'm going to go ahead and do these Black Friday sales now. Uh, on the game side, we got Kirby Star Allies at $35 at Walmart. Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle $19.99 at Best Buy. This this is the steal right here. That one right this there. This game, right? 20 bucks. It is worth it. So, so worth it. It's probably... 
the one of the most underrated games, even though it's by Ubisoft. I believe I feel like it's just underrated. It's such a such a good game. It really, I is. feel like it's one of those games that the people who talk about it only praise it, and then nobody else talks about it. You know what I mean? No, like the people right, who because, played it yeah. loved it, but it didn't necessarily like go wide. I guess, and I, I could be totally right. wrong. I don't like have the sales numbers fire, in front of me, but but it really is a good game. Okay. Nintendo Switch Labo. Labo, Labo, kits, uh, two for $99 at Best Buy. Nintendo Switch vehicle kit for $59.99 at Amazon. Sorry, did you say what? Vehicle kit? Yeah. Okay. Can you say it again? Vehicle? Thank you. I, I, I've just, I just don't call it a vehicle, but apparently you do. What is it supposed to be called? Vehicle? Oh, oh, shut up. <laughs> Rocket League for a sale price of $19.99 from Best Buy. Uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. <laughs> That's just funny. That's the way that they listed it. Elder Scrolls Skyrim uh, $34.99 at Walmart. Starlink Battle for Atlas $39.99 from Amazon. And finally, uh, Super Mario Odyssey for $48.66 at Walmart. I can't believe it's still f- almost fifty bucks for Mario Odyssey. They just their own their own brand their own. If they develop the game, they are not they are not going cheap on it. No, but that's what is that? That's like just twelve dollars. Yeah. So I guess that's if my math is right, that'd be like what twenty percent twenty percent off. Yeah, something like Look that. Look at me with the little math. Anyway, Maths. there's some there's some deals in there. There's some deals in there. Yeah. Starlink, um, I actually just got that. Um one of the members on the Discord uh server helped me get it a little bit earlier. Um it was this the starter edition, so I'm really excited to play that. I did just update it, I just haven't had any time to play it, but I'm can't wait for that. It's gonna be fun. Excellent. All right, well that wraps up the news for this week. Geo, <clears throat> let's move into what we've been playing. Hit me with it. I've been playing pretty much the same games as last week. I've been doing Diablo, um, doing uh, Transistor. I really want to finish that up. Um, it's just it's starting to get a little bit boring, uh, the repetitive. Not boring. I won't say boring because it's not boring. It's just repetitive. Um, so I'm doing Transistor. I'd like to start getting into. Uh, I do have Into the Breach like to start playing that as well as I want to I'm thinking about looking into Warframe seeing what that whole thing is about um and I also have Cosmic Star Heroin mm-hmm. that I, I also want to play so I, I have games that I wanted to play I just been trying to catch up on all the other stuff like movies and shows that I've been dying to watch yeah. like Castlevania I finally finished that um, been watching uh, Sabrina, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is really is really good. I wasn't expecting um, that, but again, I've been doing a lot of the TV and movie sort of stuff. But um, but I'm still yep still playing Diablo, as well as like I said, Transistor. And I'm, let me guess, I'm I'm gonna guess for you, um, Dra- Rocket League. <laughs> uh, no. no, no, the the 
the Dragon League, actually. It's the crossover. Dragon the crossover. League. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I actually haven't really jumped into anything this week. I've been playing work and sleep. That's basically been oh. my two my two games this week. So okay. All right. So there's that. Uh, I've I've read a little bit. That's that's you don't know how to read. I actually do, and reading is something that so I audiobooks? used to do. I used to do a lot of, and I haven't. But uh, for any Brandon Sanderson fans possibly listening to the podcast, uh, he is my favorite author, and so I'm reading uh, the latest in his Stormlight Archive series. So that's what I've been cool. doing. Uh, his his uh, his books in that series are all a thousand pages a piece, so it's it is a journey, and I'm nice. Maybe three hundred three hundred pages in. Wow. So it's good. Good stuff. I wish I had the attention span to read. I just can't. I just start reading and I start skipping and I'm done. <laughs> I, I just can't. I have a lot of books. They look great on a bookshelf. They just they just sit there on a bookshelf. Now, I, I have been told that maybe audiobooks is the way to go for me. I can maybe. Okay, so for anyone who thinks that audiobooks is cheating and it isn't actually reading number one i will fight you number two i will <laughs> confess that that is actually what i'm doing i'm listening to the book uh that that's almost exclusively how i read is uh okay. is audiobooks uh because i can feel productive doing other things at the same time um right or I can read while I'm driving which is what I get a, hey, the, the majority careful. of the stuff I don't put okay. a book on the steering wheel although I, yes, I did talk do. to somebody one time who said that they did that and I was like I don't know you I don't want to know you No, that's, that's, that's dangerous okay. kids that's that's bad news bears right there uh, they say reading's good for you until that happens alright uh, but for my obligatory Dragon Age uh, mention of the episode i have been reading some of the dragon age comic books why that look <laughs> off your face geo it's not it's not that bad it's not that bad oh man we gotta get you some new material <laughs> although i'm sorry what's the author's name that you plugged brandon sanderson brandon sanderson okay yeah i gotta get get into something i, I really feel it'll like it'll make me smarter maybe maybe not you're already a genius, so I'd be scared <laughs> if you were smarter. Oh boy, not not even close. All right, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear about what you guys are playing. So tweet at us, or if you're watching live, hit us up in the comments. Uh, let us know what you guys are playing. I have a feeling like a lot of it's probably you Pokemon. totally skipped something on me. Did I? I I can't believe it. I can't believe <laughs> what that I did. Yes. Did I leave I out a new story? Thoughts. I wanted thoughts on the rumor of a discless Xbox. Oh my god. Okay, 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 okay. I I can't believe you skipped it. I can't believe that either. Also, I'm making a note right now in in the I'm highlighting something in the in 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 the show notes that I want you to look at. Okay, hang, hang Anyway, on. Uh, thoughts on a discless um, Xbox. Uh-huh. I think that that isn't necessarily super surprising to me because 
Going back to the original release of the Xbox One, they were wanting to push consoles into an area that they've never been in before. And they got a lot of backlash on that. So it's not surprising to me that they would be doing something what I would consider unprecedented for consoles. Um, So I'm not surprised. Now... (sighs) What has the what what has the sort of general consensus been for this rumor? I want to say it's exactly the same as it was before because before they wanted a completely DRM mm-hmm. kind of always online situation, and that's what this is feeling like. Unless you're you're packing this thing with a giant hard drive to store the games, you're essentially going to have to be connected the entire time you're playing. And that are you, that doesn't work for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So, are you talking about like I a don't know sh- if the streaming deal? Right. That's that's the stipulation. I'm not entirely sure if it's a if it's a streaming box, or if it's basically just like, uh, just basically digital only, where it just loads the game onto your hard drive. Uh, again, I think if it just does that, if it loads the game onto your hard drive. That doesn't particularly cause any problems, but for example, in a streaming situation, not and you can probably relate to this. Not everybody's internet is the same. No, not all internet is created equal. No, not at all. So I mean, when when you have some sort of streaming situation going on, I'm not sure that's how that's going to work across the country for for every individual it's just not you're not going to get the same quality i don't think out there well now correct me if i'm wrong but don't most models of xboxes come with one terabyte is that is that sort of the standard now now so if it's one terabyte and if you say on average i think my one my one x i think only it's 500 only has 500 gigs which is sad. They should have packed that thing. Huh. It's a one X. Yeah, like put yeah. a terabyte in there. Yeah, um, but I believe it. It is only five hundred. <sighs> okay, so but if they put if they put if knowing that if knowing that this is going to be a digital box that is probably going to have to hold a lot of memory, so pack it with one terabyte. If you did that, and if you say that on average games are like fifty gig now, is that is that is that a is that a decent estimate? I would say the Fallout 76 update was 50 gigs. <sighs> okay. But but wasn't that so, a weird situation where it's like downloading the entire game again on every update? I don't think it's in the entire new game. I want to say it was the, the regular game was about 50 or 60. Oh, and then wow. The update. Yes. Okay. So you're I, looking I, at like a 120 gig game. Right off the bat. That's tough. That's going to be tough to overcome because and and Red Dead Two is two discs. So I mean, you're looking at games. The size of games is just massive. Mm-hmm. To to have a digital only platform, man, that's that's asking a lot. Yeah, you're looking at that thing going. The thing's only going to be able to hold about 15 games at a time, and then yep. you know, obviously, they would be you know tied to your account in the cloud and you could you know you could manage it 
uh, by taking off games that you're not playing. And not every, but then and you not have to every, re-download yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just sort of giving you the scenario that I'm, I'm, I'm imagining. And not every game is like 50 gigs, so you'd be able to fit more no. than that. But that's like, it's like best case scenario for me is like if they put a terabyte in there, they allow you okay, 15 to 20 games. Now a streaming, a streaming box is interesting. Now. Here's what I would say. I would say that this is okay if this is an option and this is an optional box and it doesn't necessarily replace uh you know the the traditional system like so you're saying two different models yeah, at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah. I mean yeah. sort of treat this like a very forward thinking piece of hardware would have been uh, the Sony PSP Go, I think it was called, which was a digital only um, handheld system, you know, PSP system. Um, but that wasn't the only model of PSP that you could get at the time. So you could right. do an option thing. I think that's the only real way that you get away with this right now. Um, uh, but but I don't know, and and it's so it's so weird because if you look on the PC side, they've almost gotten completely away from. Dis- I mean, they're almost completely discless at this point. So like, there's a section of gaming that has, for the most part, made this jump, and it's consoles that are you know, I f- and I feel like that's the thing is that Xbox wants to. They've been looking at PC for a, a long time, in my opinion. Right. They have, you know, beyond that Microsoft branding, and 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 I think that they're trying to go more PC ish with every rendition, you know. So right, and that's fine. It's just the stream. I don't. I'm not entirely sold on the streaming box. Now, the yeah. other angle to this is they may be. And I know this is weird because we don't really know any details. We don't know where this is at all. But we know that Google has been wanting to do a streaming gaming box. Uh, Could they be feeling pressure behind the scenes there to sort of get out in front of that technology as well? I don't know. I hope not. I really hope not. (laughs) Oh, man. The Xbox 2. It's all streaming all the time. Gross. You'll never own another game in your life. No, and I and what will I do? I don't know what Actually, to do. um, it, you know, if if Square Enix has has their way with anything, then you won't ever own a game at all. You'll just subscribe to all of them. That's even more gross. It's grosser, as they say. The grosser. It's terrible. Uh, Anyways, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you for taking me back. That was a great little discussion. What, what yeah, and let's bring in everybody else. What does everybody else think about a discless uh, Xbox? Are you a fan? Are you a fan of the uh, possibility of streaming? Um, I, you know, I know that this affects others a lot more than it does me because I have been primarily digital my entire gaming life. Uh, so that doesn't really affect me like it does other people who have been, um, you know, used to buying that physical copy. So anyway, let's look at some sales and releases brought to you as always by switch list app, the app that does what, uh, the, 
Nintendo eShop does, but better. And you can find it on iPhone and Android, or I should say the Apple App Store and the Android App Store. Anyway, um, our list of our list of sales and releases uh, this week um, is actually listed by our very own Meatball Sub on the website. He put this list together, and you can check it out at switchrpg.com. The sales and releases, game releases uh, on November twentieth, a couple days ago, we got Warframe. We mentioned well. We didn't mention that earlier this episode. That was before we started recording. We'll mention Warframe here in a minute. Uh, November 23rd, we've got uh, Forever Forest. And those are your two releases this week. On the sales side of things, we've got a few more. We've got Aegis Defenders for $12.99. All of this is United States dollars. We've got Bastion for $11.99. Battle Chef Brigade for $11.99. Bit Dungeon Plus for $5.39. Chicken Assassin Reloaded for $6.39. Child of Light already on sale half off for $9.99. That is, if you've not played Child of Light, it is definitely worth $10. That's uh, a nifty little, cute little game. Crimson Land, also half off for $6.99. Darkest Dungeon, $18.74. That game, Darkest Dungeon will not go below $18 because I've been waiting for it to go to a $10 price point and, it, and then I'll jump on it. But it's, man, come I, on, d- guys. Does that, Help me d- out here. Does that say something about the quality of the game? Did they believe it's in it? It's a great game. I love that game. I know it's. I have well. it for, yeah. I have it. I have it for the PC. I just want to play it on the Switch. Uh-huh. But oh, it's almost twenty bucks. It's, it's a big ask for me to double dip. Disgaea Five Complete for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition for nineteen forty nine. I you can tell me what you think, Geo, but I think that's still a pretty large asking price for a game that has been out for a while it initially launched on mobile and it's a demake of a game twenty dollars there there i think that there i think there are some versions of final fantasy 15 the actual game that you can get for twenty dollars yeah yeah for sure i mean you could say the same thing about diablo i mean that that game's been out for a while it's not a demake like this one is but um i mean is how how long is is it just as long as the original Final Fantasy fifteen? I, I mean, you don't I, get I, you don't get the same amount of hours because they've put everything on rails. I I mean, as far as okay. I know, it does it does go through the whole story. It takes you through the whole quote unquote game. But whereas you know there were so many open world elements and side questing and stuff like that, all that's been trimmed out. Is uh, to me, I think nothing but the story and the combat. As far as I know, you don't really have a whole lot of control over it. It's, it's automated for the most point. So yeah, I I just I, I just feel like twenty dollars on sale is 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 that's asking a lot. I mean, it recently came onto the Switch, right? It's kind of kind of recent. Uh, I, yeah, within the past couple of months. Yeah. So I don't know. May, what would you say? Would, 15 bucks probably yeah 14.99 yeah yeah okay. I, I feel like that. I, don't know, I don't know you know you're sitting there you may be thinking that's only five dollars but i mean i think that makes all the difference in the world yeah you know i think so too 
Uh, Final Light, The Prison. It has a common there, so that may be The Prison, Final Light. Uh, for this is $279. Full Metal Furies is $1499. Heroes of the Monkey Tavern is $499. Hyper Light Drifter Special Edition is $15.99. I Am Set Suna is $19.99. You're paying the Square Enix tax. That's what it is. So you I, are that game paying is like an original. the Square Enix tax. I Am Set Suna has been out for like 82 years. Right. It's a short, not even that great of a game. It is normally priced at 40 dollars right forty dollars and you're getting it for 20 on sale it's half off man it should be that and then half yeah, off. yeah right? i totally agree it's been out for 82 years joe mm-hmm. deaver's lone wolf's half off for 749 letter quest remastered is 75 percent off at 299 lost sphere 60 percent off so you're thinking cool i can get it for $8.99. $19.99 sale price. Jeez, Mecha Storm, $11.99. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, a game that recently released a couple months ago, $44.99. Uh, Reigns, Kings, and Queens for $5.59. Shining Resonance Refrain, half off for $24.99. South Park, The Fractured But Whole, a game that has been on the Switch a fraction of the time as other Square Enix titles. You can get it for <laughs> about the same price. Uh, sale price of right. $23.99. Uh, uh, South Park Stick of Truth, you can get for $14.99 right now. Every good thing I've heard about Stick of Truth sounds like 15 bucks is a really good deal for that title. It certainly is. Um, I find Stick of Truth, which is the older title, uh, better than the newer one. I've heard that a lot. Starlink Battle for Atlas Digital Edition for $44.99. SteamWorld Heist Ultimate Edition for $9.99. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim for $29.99. The Warlock of Firetop Mountain Goblin Scourge Edition uh, $23.99. Undertale, twelve seventy four. Valkyria Chronicles four twenty nine ninety nine. That's a big drop right there. Uh, yes, that's half off for anyone wondering, because Valkyria Chronicles four, a game that released not three months ago, is about the same price as I Am Setsuna. Let that sink in for one moment. <laughs> West of Loathing, an odd eleven percent off. At nine seventy nine, you know what? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to chalk that up to the humor of the game. They're just going as weird as possible. Eleven percent well, off. It's two sticks, one one. That's that's all I can think of, right? Little stick figures. Stick figures. Yeah, that's the only yeah, thing I got. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. But the, yeah, the, definitely the humor behind that game and eleven percent off. Sure, I, I wouldn't put me put them. Uh, Would put not put it past them at all. And uh, thanks to Meatball Sub once again for compiling all of that info. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. Remember, we are all about the community here at Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, remember, you can always tweet at us your questions or you can head over to Discord and post in our podcast channel. Or finally, you can head over to switchrpg.com slash podcast. Fill out that form. It takes about 22.3 seconds. And hit submit and go straight to on, our emails. About that form? Yes. We we just did a changeover. It's, it's not been carried over. Oh. So you can hit us up on the Twitters. As well as the Discord server. Um, and I just rewound. <laughs> and I believe I believe that the email still exists. So, I mean, if you wanted to email us at podcast at switchrbg.com. Again, <clears throat> just as quick. Uh, a lot of people know how to use the emails. So, Correct. you can certainly email us. Yes. Great. Thank you for the information. I was wondering why I haven't gotten any emails from Paul Nichols recently. I've been missing you, Paul. All right. Uh, so first up, we do have Paul Nichols because he finds other ways to ask questions. We love it. Um, oh, wait. Nope. That was from last week. Oops. We could talk about uh, level scaling again if we wanted to. From no. Captain Vulgar. He he actually did have a uh, a question, but I will, uh, I'll find out. Okay. I'll, I'll ask this question. I thought he did. Yeah. It was about... Um, uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay, when I saw when I saw his name in the show notes, I, I thought that that's what that question was. So anyway, Captain Vulgar, do y'all think Nintendo will meet the quota they made for themselves, which is twenty million units sold and a hundred million software units sold? Do we think Do they're going they're to hit? I'm looking it up now. Nintendo Switch sales numbers. What month is this? November 2018. Okay. 20, 2021. 2021. Um, all right. So this is from July. This is from September. Article last updated November 11th. I think this is... Good as it's going to get. All right. Estimated number of Nintendo Switches that might be manufactured. Um, how many? How many Nintendo Switches have been sold all time? And this was last updated in September. It says twenty million already. So I think they're going to hit it. I think they're going to. <laughs> now, that could be that weird thing where they are counting what has been sold to distributors. distributors. So okay. not necessarily in the hands of people. But I feel like the Nintendo Switch is a special case. And how many times did it sell out? A bunch. Quite a Right. And, and you got this season coming out. We haven't. Yeah. Yeah, the season hasn't even kicked off, and I believe, who was it in Discord that mentioned 
the calendar year versus the fiscal year. Yeah, we're talking- it, it goes to March, which is when the units um, when they when when they release the switch was, I believe, their first uh, quarter, which is sometime in March. I'm not entirely sure when it is, so that's where you have to count it. So it's from here to this point. I'm sorry to March. Um, Again, so the, you're you're saying they've sold twenty million to distributors, possibly. This, if that's what, this how you're article doesn't necessarily say it's to distributors, but if they've already hit the mark and they say that that's the thing that they want to hit, that's my best guess is that's the distributor thing, right? Um, but I feel like they've got to be pretty close to that, and like you said, we still got this holiday season, so. Right. So, and, and then you also have other system sellers. So, Pokemon is definitely one of them, um, which did very, very well in Japan. Um, and I believe it did well here as well. But again, their their main focus for, especially for Pokemon, is they want to get that Japanese market. So, they definitely did well there. Um, so, you have that selling systems, not just for <clears throat> right now. Again, you have Christmas and a lot of these shopping bundles uh, yet to be sold, so they're definitely going to sell more there. And then you have the Smash um, coming up, so that's also bundled up. So they're going to sell it, another different market. Exactly, exactly. And I think I think that's the important thing too is that like Pokemon, Smash is a system seller regardless of sure. it being holiday. So I think you have to. Add both of those. It's the holidays, so you're going to sell systems, but you've got Smash, which is a system seller as well. So I think people who wouldn't necessarily get a Switch just because it's holidays are going to get a Switch because it's Smash. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to boost the sales. Now, I don't know how much Fire Emblem will boost sales. I mean, it may um, a tad, not here. Yeah. Um, you know, again, overseas, it's a possibility. Um, I don't know if they're going to be doing a bundle. I haven't heard anything about that. But um, that would be the last ditch last game that could possibly sell systems would be fire emblem mm-hmm. um i i think yoshi's coming out after after march that may not even sell uh, itself because they don't care about it yeah they really don't <laughs> i don't they just they avoid it altogether but i um yeah a fire emblem would be the last one to e- even come close to selling systems but i think for the most part it's going to be pokemon and smash for this holiday if if they don't come close to that number um, in people's hands, they're they're gonna. I if they don't surpass it, I think they're gonna come close to it. So, either way. Now the other interesting number was the hundred million for software. Um, according to this, the last update was in oh was that July? So. Well, that's not even really that's not taking into account a number of high profile titles and we still right. haven't right. gotten solid numbers on Pokemon yet. So, that was 87 million. So, he's asking for the target on on what again? Uh he's saying do much? we think that they'll hit 100 million? And, and they were at um, 87 what were they at in July? 87. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, if if that's not taking into account uh, Pokemon and Smash, 
I mean, if that alone might sell a hundred million, you know, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that that alone might sell twenty five. Okay, but still, yeah. that's a yeah. substantial no, that's, number. That's a you know, quarter of their goal. So yeah, right. no, easily, easily, easily. If they haven't already hit them, I think they'll they'll hit them. Yeah, they'll hit the software numbers. The the hard hardware is always a obviously it's a little difficult. It's more expensive, you know, for on the consumer end of things. And like you can saturate a lot more, right? Because like, I mean, when it comes to um, when it comes to software, there's many more of those that come out. And not not everybody who has a switch will get that. So you can always get more mm. players for a game. Um, but you know, hardware, like once everybody has one or two or three, then Well, here's the thing about what's unique about the Switch is that it's I think it's a console that will do better in uh like I think you'll you'll find it multiple consoles of a switch in a household over multiple consoles of a ps4 or an xbox because it's handheld for example it doesn't tie up a tv um you know everyone can just kind of play it and it doesn't need to tie up a television i think that's that's a big difference a major difference how many televisions are do you have in your house where you can watch or play a game it's you're you're limiting yourself just by that alone so with a switch, you can just play it in your hand. You know, you don't need a television to play it. That's a great point. That's a great so point. So I think. So I think. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of multi-switch households, and that's that'll help that number. Well, too, and because it's a system that can take advantage of incredible, um, incredible game features like um, Juice Box the Robot, where you can play <laughs> couch co-op. That's nah. I'm going to write them a letter, <laughs> a wordy letter. I'll need you to proofread it though. Okay. All right. Uh, let's back up and, uh, let's back up and go Paul Nichols. Uh, who yeah. are you thankful for in regards to your love of video games and RPGs? I can, uh, I can let you go first. If you'd like. Okay. Well, first off, I would like to say Todd Howard um, for Elder Scrolls alone um, being very formative in my RPG-ness and years and things like that. Uh, that was huge for me. And plus, he's just one of my favorite developers in the industry because mm. go go back, watch his E3 talk he comes out and cool jacket and he just owns he owns the place and he knows it he owns the place and he knows it but he seems so down to earth and so self-aware and he knows that he's so good you know he knows that he's so good and so uh todd howard um mike laidlaw for dragon age um you know there's nothing more that i can say about dragon age but mike laidlaw specifically uh, was someone that like I watched his interviews and stuff like that, and to me he was Dragon Age. Um, I won't necessarily comment on the tweet that he put out this week where he told people to stop messaging him about Dragon Age because he's moved on. You know, whatever. But that that is that is what it is. But Michael Law, 
for his work on Dragon Age. Cool. And um, let's see. Uh, you go you I'm, go for a couple, and then, then I'll come back with a couple more. I'm really surprised you didn't say any family members, because I thought that's where you're going to go, because that's where I'm going to go. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, interesting. For, from, okay, interesting. Yeah, you go, and then, yeah, that, that took me a different direction. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, um, again, gr- growing up, I mean, I had, I had a friend, a best friend, uh, but he was always out doing like sports and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, so I was alone a lot of the times and I was playing, playing these games and, um, you could rent video games back then. Now, nowadays you really, I mean, you can go to Redbox, but it's a totally, it was a totally different experience going to a video rental store, looking at the descriptions on the back of a game and just kind of getting an idea of what the game was just by their description and, and get, wanting to play that. But my father would take me every single week um, to, to go get these games, uh, whether it was one or two games. Um, and he, we would specifically go on Fridays because then we'd have the entire weekend uh, to, to play the game because they were closed on Sunday, this particular store. Uh, this It's a mom and pop place. It was We'd never gone to like a Blockbuster or anything like that. But they were closed on sat, um, on Friday. I'm, I'm sorry, they were closed on Sunday. So we got the extra day of rental. Uh, so I'd have these games um, to rent. And uh, just my father dragging me not dragging me me dragging him to go to these places um every single week to get to get these games and he would play once in a while um he would play uh, this was early on he would play oh no what was the game goal uh it was a soccer game Hmm. goal um he would play that with me so he he would actually once in a while want us to play play that um but for the love of video games it would have to be him um just dealing with me wanting wanting to play and um again he uh he passed away i don't know we're going 2001 so it's been a while and i always i will always remember that Mm. i I mean even uh, even and i've mentioned this before i have um i have his signature on a bunch of receipts in in these boxes the original game boxes um, so he, uh, he would do a lot of that for me and just as I would do the same for, for my son. So, um, as far as RPGs are concerned, I mean, you could, they all tell great stories. So I, I have no one in particular to, uh, to be thankful for other than just being creative and being great writers, um, for loving what they do. Um, just, just for that aspect alone, I mean, that, that, that that could be a range of people uh but these the stories in general are, are a lot more detailed and a lot more uh in depth in rpgs than a lot of others uh game types but so that's my deal okay so thank you for going that direction with it because yes i would like to give a shout out to my best friend chuck uh who introduced me to final fantasy um and introduced me to the world of gaming in a serious manner not just not just playing you know like okay don't say madden no well yeah don't. i played a lot of madden don't i played a lot of madden uh and then and, and then this what it was and i'm not saying that that's not like if you only play madden i'm definitely not saying if you only play madden then you you, you know you know you you're not in gaming, but 
my experience with gaming was like playing Madden or playing um, Mario or sort of these games that didn't really have narratives. And so he introduced me mm-hmm. to that world of RPGs and games with narratives, games with a cinematic scope, games that you like you were talking about it's the stories that you connect with on deeper levels um, than just you know hopping around as Mario. And I have a I have a connection to Mario, so I'm not saying that, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that it's that story, <laughs> I know exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, so then also my brother, um, because without him, you know, half of my gaming life wouldn't have existed because having a brother that was just two years younger than me and we shared everything. Um you know, we shared consoles, we shared games, like we took turns buying games, we put money together to go get games, we uh, uh, we discovered MMOs together, um, so, you know... we Which was dangerous. Which was dangerous, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> one of us wouldn't try an MMO without the other one, it was sort of our ritual that if we found a cool, new, free one, we would download it and try it. Um, we got into Guild Wars together, we got into WoW together... You know, so without my brother, you know, I would say 80, 75 to 80% of my gaming memories wouldn't exist. Uh, so mm-hmm. definitely giving him a shout out as well. Um, and I'll throw out two more industry people that'd be uh, Sakaguchi for creating Final Fantasy and uh, Ubu, uh, Ubu, Umatsu. Umatsu. Yeah, Nubu Umatsu for the music because being a musician, yeah. he showed me that musicians can be just amazing and create amazing things and tell stories all on their own and finally finally i would like to give a shout out to firestream for creating this website uh where we get to talk about rpgs what and i can't even say it i can't believe it you you had to go and thank the boss like that yes unbelievable because because it (sighs) I don't know, like I've gamed different this year because I've had people around me to talk about them with, right? That's something that I, I haven't you. had I in a long, long time. So, Yes, you know, on, on the same note, yes, thank the, the, the community that we have around us. They're all, they're all a, a lovely bunch of uh, people. Who game? Who game and play RPGs. Yes. And listen to this. All right, to follow that up, Adam Santacos <laughs> asks, do any of y'all have experience with the Fantasy Star series with Sega Ages coming out? I'm curious if they're worth playing for the first time, if they've aged well. Uh, Fantasy Star. I can tell Star. you I have... Yeah, I've n- not played any Fantasy Star games. I know... Um, Initially, it was released for Sega, uh, which I would have never played because I my hands would like incinerate if I touched a Sega console. Um, but I know it, there was uh, some PlayStation Two Fantasy Star game again, which also I haven't played, so I really haven't touched a Fantasy Star game. Um, but if there is one that I should try, please tell me. Please tell me. All right. Um, okay. Adam San Tacos. Uh, here you go. I have not played Fantasy Star. Uh, I've I've watched a little bit of Fantasy Star. Uh, 
when it comes to the Sega Ages, they haven't done a whole lot to update it, so I can't say or not whether it's aged very well. To me, the look doesn't look like it, but um, you know, I, I think I think if you go into this with sort of that open mind that you have to have with a lot of really really old games. And if you go in with the appreciation of what it is, I think you'll be fine. I will tell you, uh, people who have played it, I'll refer you to the RPG Golden Years podcast. Um, and that is episode 13 of that podcast. They actually do a Fantasy Star 1 review. Um, and that episode, I believe, is about an hour long. Uh, and and they, they both played it in you know, in, in entirety and they played one of the original copies. Um, and they give a, a really, really good rundown of, of fantasy star. So RPG golden years. Nice. And it's good to hear from Adam. We haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. So. It's very good to hear from Adam. Thanks for sending the question. Um, also don't be confused with oldest is goldest completely separate podcast. <laughs> It's wait, it did don't you refer to it as the podcast within a podcast? Yeah, it's the podcast within a podcast. But RPG Golden Years is a completely separate podcast with gotcha. great guys. Okay, I got I see what you're saying. <clears throat> um all right, and then uh we also have another We can use we can use my question as a side quest if you'd like. Uh, it's up to you. I think I that's a that fantastic a idea. That's a fantastic idea. But we also had a question on Twitter. I don't oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, SD Warcop. Have you played Warframe? We kind of answered that earlier. Geo's wanting it, or he's wanting to play it. I believe he has it. I have not played it. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a free to play game. So I'm, I'm up for that. Uh, I'll give it a shot. Heck as long yeah. As, it's, as long as it's got enough RPG elements in it. Because if it doesn't, I'm out. He's not. It's not an RPG. Get it out of here. I'm out. Get it out of here. here. Not even gonna play it. Chill. I. Yes. I gotta. Do I have to turn you up? What's going on here? Pack your bags. It's time for a side quest. I don't have any. Bum bum. Boom, boom, I don't go anywhere, boom, so I don't have any bags. I mean, I got some shopping This week's side quest is brought to you by the voice of the people himself, professional video Father game Nintendo. journalist. I've I've developed quite a number of uh, you have accolades you have, here. You have all <laughs> the nicknames. <laughs> I'm just I'm your host, Philip. <laughs> So I mean let's let's get let's get the list going. Of Father Nintendo, Voice of the People, Voice of the nor- Northeast, um, and Geo. Ambassador it, right? of Title Town. Oh yes, of course, Ambassador of Title Town. You cannot forget that. Ambassador of the Pokemans. Pokemans. I don't know if I'm the ambassador of the Pokemans. I just have played it. You played one, you play them all, Phil. I heard so, a rumor that play, there was actually going to be a, a new podcast within a podcast starting, and it's called uh, Geo and the Pokemans. No. No, you heard wrong. Geo's not doing that. <laughs> I could try. 
I'll give another podcast a shout out. There is actually a Pokemon podcast within a podcast by our friend Matt over at Box Trick, and they do a yep. Gotta Catch Them All podcast within Box Trick. It's a Pokemon podcast. So there you go. That is actually a thing. We won't steal his idea. No, we're stealing it. We're stealing it. All right. Uh, well, I'll be talking to myself, basically. I, I mean, that's essentially what you do when you old, do oldest. Oldest is goldest is, so. is just um, my is essentially just going to be a new Dragon Age podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, okay. So this week's brought to you, like I said, brought to you by the voice of the people himself. Uh, what was the worst game you purchased brand new at release? I will let you go first, because if you've got okay. a question like this, you've obviously got an answer. I've got a, I've got a, I've got an answer. Yes, and and this is actually stolen from another podcast. Man, we are just like. Hey, Steven we haven't stolen ripping. anything. We've done a bunch of shout-outs this week. Shout-out to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast with Pat the NES Punk. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, they had a question, <clears throat> which was basically this. You know, what game did you buy new on release that you kind of just completely regret buying? Um, and I I wanted, I didn't get to listen to the podcast. I just saw the heading. And I want to say this is in re- reference to Fallout 76. Mm which I have not played yet. I do have it. Uh, I just There's just way too much going on. So I won't say Fallout 76, although I'm probably, once I if I ever get to play it, I probably will say Fallout 76, which is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Got to be the worst pile of garbage I have ever put my eyes on. Uh, it is just a complete disaster. The uh, it, it just seemed like no effort was put into the game. Um, the the animations were off, way off. The uh, the story was boring and incomplete. Um, and I am glad I didn't get the collector's edition of that one because I am a huge fan of Mass Effect. And again, the story was just fell short of everything I'm used to in a Mass Effect game. So, Mass Effect Andromeda, don't get it. Wow. Just don't get it. Wow. Well put, well put. Um, I mean, I was going to say Dragon Age Inquisition, but I don't want to make you cry. Hey, that'd be totally fine. That'd be totally fine. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. Um. Okay, so this is a tough one for me, and... Uh, and it's because number one, I actually don't really buy a lot of games on release. Um, and then number two, kind of going into that, like I research games a lot before I buy them. So typically, if what are you it, trying to say? If it like, doesn't I, look like a game that I'll enjoy, then I typically just don't buy it anyway. So. What I'm gonna have to do here is go a game that wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I'm 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 choosing this one because it just wasn't really my kind of game, uh, and I didn't have the most fun with it. And that's gonna be the original Destiny. Um, I did, okay. in fact, buy that on release. I actually got the um, the Glacier White PS4 bundle. Oh yeah. My po- possibly my favorite. 
piece of hardware I've ever owned. I sadly had to sell it, but uh, the Glacier White PS4 with the the white controller, I think, is my favorite piece of hardware I ever owned. And uh, my my brother and I went to GameStop midnight release, got it, took it home, played Destiny that night, and I was like, "This is an okay game, but it's not great." Yeah. Uh, and I was really really amped for it i mean i watched so much lead up for that game so much of the hype and i bought into bungie i had never really played bungie games in the past i wasn't a halo player because i wasn't an xbox player and i really bought into um the world that they built and i'll tell you what fell flat for me was the storytelling and destiny like i just felt like the missions were subpar i felt like yeah for them creating this galaxy that the maps were just kind of lackluster and I just felt kind of bored. And so because I was so amped for the RPG aspect of the game and the world building that they had done and the story that they were going to tell, I just felt like all of that was kind of very, very subpar. And I, I felt was just really, really average for a game that I was really, really excited about. Right. And the MMO aspect of it yeah. too. Yeah. Um I I'm I'm kind of the same way with that game. I I mean I I believe I want to say I got that at on launch day. I mean I have the game. Um and it kind of for the same reasons you just described it kind of fell flat for me as well. And I know it's it's still kind of popular, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just not for me. And I could say the same thing for Halo. Is it Halo 4? I got that on release and and I do this every time with Halo. I buy it and I just don't like it. I buy it, and I just don't like it. I, I, I mean, I stopped after four. I mean, it took me four tries to 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 figure it out. But um, yeah, I don't know. Same thing with Halo. It just doesn't doesn't do it for me. I don't know if it's the first person shooter aspect of things. I'm just not good at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It's just too fast for me. I'm just too old for this. Just way too old for this. Yeah. So that's why I was like hoping Destiny was like more RPG than anything, and. It really it wasn't. wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah. Eh. It's a competitive shooter at this point. I feel like that's what it is. I mean, also, the biggest thing that bummed me out was that uh, fire teams could only be three people. Three. Right. And, and you're just so used to four, right? And one of the reasons, With everything. yeah, one of the reasons I was so excited about it was because me, my brother, and two other guys at work. We're like, all right, we're going PS4 for this thing. We're gonna we're gonna play together. So there's four of us, and I mean, we all went to GameStop, got home, waited for it to download, (laughs) played it, and there was always one man out every time we wanted to do something. And so that was another one of the biggest disappointments to me was that it constricted so much. Like three people. I mean, right. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I don't know what it is at this point. Uh, I would not know, but I mean, typically you're used to four for everything. That's what I'm used to in Dragon Age is four party members. So I just figured everything yeah, it's not was just like Dragon that, Age. You know? It's like, it's like everything I yeah, feel. It's just has four. four, but whatever. They're just trying to be different. Ever since the N64, right? It's four people, four players. Don't, no, I don't like N64. N64, greatest console of all time. Uh, let's um, hold that thought, okay, and then um, never say that again. <laughs> okay. uh, worst console bought at launch, N64? 
um, bought at launch. I, I mean, I don't own my original N64. Um, so, yeah, it would have to be N64. Because <laughs> um, I immediately went to PlayStation after that. I, I mean, I had it, played it for a, a little bit, and then jumped over to the PlayStation 1, 2, and 3. So, yeah. I mean, I did, I did hop onto GameCube. I did like GameCube, but... Yeah, I'm looking at that box and it's just it's so gross. That controller is just That controller is a mystery that will never be solved. No, so dumb. So dumb. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's brought us to the end of episode 30 of the Switch RPG podcast. Thank you so much for uh, listening up to this point or watching us live if you watched us live we appreciate it we hope everybody has a happy thanksgiving in the u.s yesterday or tomorrow if you're watching right now (laughs) and you have a (laughs) have a happy fun safe shopping trip on friday remember you can listen to our show each and every friday on a variety of uh podcast platforms and if you're listening on one of those podcast apps remember you can um leave us a rating review that would be helpful more than you can know if you like what you hear you can head over to patreon.com slash which rpg throw us a dollar or two if not if you can't if you're not able to totally fine we totally understand you just being part of our community is what we love and want Remember, you can head over to the SwitchRPG.com website for all content Switch RPG related. And until next time, I'm going to go eat a lot. Yes, um, I am as well. Be thankful, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.